Jack Rogers in the 25th century. And the shower of silver dollars from Popsicle Pete's money box. Well, sir, it looks at the moment as though Killer Kane and Ardala, the arch criminals, are one up on Buck and Wilma. To begin with, they succeeded in stealing Buck's super rocket ship and Dr. Hewer with it. Now they're flying at top speed through outer space toward one of the ten moons of the planet Saturn. Hundreds and hundreds of thousands of miles behind them, Buck and Wilma doggedly follow the criminal's rocket trail, determined to rescue Dr. Hewer at any cost. But now let's pick up our story in the rocket ship of Kane and Ardala. Here we go... 500 years into the future. You are still under the influence of the paralysis ray, Adela? Yes, Kane. He's still out cold, back in the storage compartment. Good. Now, we've left Mars far behind. And the moons of Saturn are dead ahead of us. From the minute we land on the one called Enceladus, we start building our organization. Enceladus, huh? Right. It's one of the least known moons of Saturn. So we'll be perfectly safe there. If we aren't being followed out here. Nobody's seen us. How could we be? By a rocket plane equipped with a gas analyzer. You're right, Adela. I hadn't thought of it. Well, it's about time you did. Don't let it worry you. Watch. Why'd you cut the power? What are you going to do? Before cutting the power, I swung us wide from our course. Huh? Pipe down and hold tight to your control seat. By the time I'm through, there isn't a gas analyzer in existence that will be able to follow the trail of this ship. Hey, let me know when you're going to do that, will you? This is something that even your dear departed friend Rogers wouldn't have thought of. Saturn, yeah. A few more hours of flying at this speed, and we should be able to spot his ship in the teleradioscope. I'll try another look on the viewplate now. Yeah, go ahead. Well, how about it? Oh, I guess we're just not close enough yet. Or else there's too much cosmic dust in the way. Well, don't worry about it. As long as this rocket trail holds out, there's nothing... Wilma. What's the matter, Buck? The rocket trail has stopped. But we've got to keep on Gilly Kane's track. Now, look. What? Now the dials register again. Yes, I'm like that. Oh, sir, it can mean only one thing. Huh? Kane has deliberately swerved his ship around to make a crooked trail. Listen to our motors as we follow it. It doesn't make very comfortable flying. No, it doesn't. Now look. The trail has gone completely. Can't you pick it up again? I'm afraid not, Wilma. This is one of Kane's old tricks, and believe me, a clever one. Out here, where there's no air friction, his momentum is enough to carry him literally thousands of miles between short bursts of power. Maybe hundreds of thousands of miles. Adela, things are working out beautifully. Yes, Kane? While you were giving your another dose of the paralysis ray, I contacted the king of Enceladus by radio. Good. His name is Cordax, and I told him that we are Rogers and Wilbur. No. 
that we're coming to see him on important official business. Did Clorox ever know Buck and Wilma? He's heard about them, but never seen them. Marvelous. Now, we'll land at his capital in a few minutes. On the private landing platform atop his palace. Oh, the king has been impressed with our importance even before he's seen it. Exactly. Thinking that we're Rogers and Wilma, he's all ready to eat right out of our hands. Kane, I hand it to you. You certainly have a pretty little way of pulling the wool over people's eyes and making them like it. Forget it. Are you sure you gave your enough of the paralysis ray to keep him out of trouble? He's saturated with it. Can't even wiggle his ears. Good. Now, see? There's the capital right below us. I'll cut the power and coast to a landing. Somebody down there waiting for us on that platform. Yes, it must be King Korak. Hang on now. Now, don't forget, I'm Rogers and you're Wilma. Okay, let's get out. Welcome. Welcome to Enceladus, the most progressive moon of Saturn, Captain Rogers. Uh, how are you, Korak? Uh, meet her. Lieutenant Wilma Derrick. Oh, greetings. How do you do, Your Majesty? I am honored in having you here. Yes, sir, honored. Well, let's not waste time with formalities, Clorax. Where can we talk? Why, uh, right through this door here in my private study. Lieutenant? Thank you. Here. Here we can be comfortable and undisturbed. Fine. This will make good headquarters for the work we'll have to do while we're here. While I think of it, Captain... Well? Uh, I understand that when you and Lieutenant Wilma visited the moons of Saturn before, you brought along a gentleman who was a very wonderful scientist. The man who developed the system of government under which our moons now function. Well, oh, he means Dr. Hewer. Yes, that's it, Dr. Hewer. Where is he now? Why, uh, he came with us. Oh, yes. But uh, on the way, he... Uh, developed a, a strange illness that has, shall we say, rendered him totally unconscious. How terrible. Uh, right now, he is in our rocket plane, so I don't want anyone to go near it. You uh, must have complete and undisturbed rest. Well, uh, isn't there something we can do for him? Nothing, Corax, except leave him entirely alone. Well, whatever you say, I'm sure you know what is best for him. Right. Now, let's get down to business. Yes. Yes, Captain Rogers. Huh? Uh, oh, yes, yes. Uh, now, Ardell, uh, Lieutenant Wilma and I are here as delegates of the Interplanetary Council of Science. Yes. Our scientists have discovered that a large, unexplored planet far out of the solar system is planning to invade all the others with which we've established contact. Oh. In any event, Korax, our job is to organize a space fleet that will be the most powerful ever assembled. Of course, of course, I can see that. And we must have an army composed of every able man on every moon of Saturn. That army will be under my leadership, of course. Of course. And, uh, Captain, I shall waste no time in informing the kings of the other Saturnian moons that you are here and that they are to take all orders from you. And you believe they'll cooperate? Oh, no question about it. None. Everybody knows what you and Lieutenant Wilma and Dr. Hewer did for us when you were here before. Fine, fine. Now, when you inform the kings of the magnificent project we're about to undertake... Tell them they must immediately affect censorship of all interplanetary news channels. Why that, Captain? Corax, no one outside of the council and the people of the Saturnian moons know what is going on. What? Why, on the other planets, it would cause nothing short of panic. Oh, I see. Now, before going any further, I want it understood that you are to be my official representative. Oh, that is an honor I'm afraid I, I don't deserve. 
Don't be so modest, Corrath. Well, thank you. You will receive any and all delegates from the other moons that are involved in our plans. It will save me a great deal of time. I, I shall serve you to the best of my ability. And if you'll pardon me, I, I think I'll contact the other kings right away. Fine, fine. As long as this is going to be our headquarters, we'll stay right here. Oh, certainly. By all means. Well, I... I'm glad that part of the job is over. It certainly swallowed everything you said, Kane. Call me Buck. Okay. You know, Buck and Wilma apparently rated pretty high with these folks. They're willing to do anything you say. Well, compared to Earth people, these folks are all a bunch of weaklings. Shout at them once or twice, and they'll do anything you say. But why did you want Korax to arrange it so you wouldn't have to receive the other thing, King? I should think you'd want to talk to them personally. Some of them might remember our faces from our previous visit. Then we'd be in hot water. Okay. Now, what's the next step? We're going to put these people to work building spaceships. I see. With all the manpower that's available, it should be only a matter of days before we'll have a powerful enough space fleet to face anybody in the solar system who might try to make trouble for us. Calling Black Barney. Buck Rogers calling Black Barney. You can land on Mars whether you get him or not, though. But if we don't have to land, it'll save us a lot of space traveling. Let's see. Calling Black Barney. Hello. Uh, hello, Captain Rogers. Uh, how are you? Hello, Barney. Why, uh, I haven't heard from you since we got back from exploring under the Earth. But, uh, I understand you're looking for Killer Kane and our dealer. Right. Have you seen any sign of them? Yes, sir. And I don't think you better waste any time if you want to catch them. You know where they are? Well, Captain... With them crooks on the loose, the minute I got back here to Mars, I got everything all organized out and fixed up a fleet of space patrols. Yes. And just yesterday, one of the pilots seen a strange super rocket ship flying out towards the little plasteroid. You mean planetoid? Yeah, yeah, plasteroid. It lays about 14 points west of here in the same orbit as Mars has. Good. With this teleradioscope in sharp focus, uh, he could see that with Killer Kane heading right towards Saturn. Great. So you sent patrol ships after it. Captain, I, uh... I was sort of afraid to... What? You mean you let him get away? Well, Captain, in, uh, in getting things all organized out in such a hurry, I, I forgot to equip any of my patrol ships with rocket guns or, or anything. Well, poor old Barney. But at least our friends are on the trail again. 